the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Wherever you're listening across this, the greatest nation God ever blessed, welcome to a Friday edition of the Todd Starnes radio program, coast to coast on more than 140 outstanding radio stations, and streaming live at ToddStarns.com. Hello, fellow patriots. Well, he tried it yesterday, but a three-day weekend and a vocal rest has been ordered for Mr. Starns. I'm Jeff Stein, and it's my privilege to fill in again today as Todd rests that tricky little throat of his. Hopefully he'll be back with you. I'm sure he will be here in the Liberty University studio on Monday. I'm coming to you from the place where, I don't know, I think Mother Nature is has decided that the state of Iowa should get its entire complement of snow for the winter in one week. And this is it. Because after the foot of snow some areas got on Tuesday, a little more yesterday, it's coming down with flakes the size of dinner plates. And it's nice if you're looking out a window. But we have blizzard warnings throughout most of the state of Iowa today. And I say that not because you care about my weather, but it is really impacting the presidential race. And we'll talk about that as the program moves along, because we have at least two presidential candidates joining us in the next three hours. Again, we're coming to you, as always, from the Liberty University studio. I'm coming to you courtesy of my home base at News Talk 1540 KXEL in Cedar Rapids and Waterloo, Iowa, the 50,000-watt blowtorch scorching middle America with accurate news and reasonable views. Good to be with you today. Call us at 901-260-5926. That is the same number you always use to connect and engage in this coast-to-coast conversation. 901-260-5926. Coming up at the bottom of this hour, we will speak with Ryan Gardner. Mr. Gardner is an attorney with First Liberty. They are helping the Ohio pastor. You may have seen this. He was helping homeless people. And the thanks he got was to be charged with criminal offenses. Just absolutely upside-down stuff in our society these days. But we'll get the update and learn how you can help in addition to just following the case when Ryan Gardner of uh, First Liberty joins us at the bottom of this first hour. As we start hour number two, we'll speak with Robert Cahaley. Mr. Cahaley is senior strategist and pollster for the Trafalgar Group. We We're going to try to talk to him the other day and weren't able to make it work, but I hope that uh, in about an hour we'll be able to talk with him, in particular talking about the polling 
ahead of the Iowa First in the Nation presidential precinct caucuses, which again are on Monday. And they say that these are very tricky to try to poll because, again, it's not a voting situation per se. It's not a primary. And we have had a lot of candidates who have expressed great faith in the polls when they are doing well. And then when they're not doing so well, they say, don't believe the polls. I'd like to uh, know what Robert Cahaley thinks about that. I have a sense, but we'll find out together in about an hour. Coming up in the third hour of the program, we'll start off by speaking with Republican presidential candidate Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Also in that third hour, Republican presidential candidate, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson on the guest list. Both are in Iowa. Both had to dramatically change their schedules because of the weather. We will speak to both in our number three. And before we get done, we need a little lightning, a little lighthearted conversation before we head into a weekend. And so we're going to talk with the co-founder and CEO of the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. I'm guessing many of you did not know there was such a place. I'm here to tell you there is. It's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And because the presidential season is kicking off, you can now order a bobblehead of your favorite presidential candidate. How much fun would that be? Phil Sklar is the gentleman's name. I've talked to him before on my local program in Iowa. They do just a tremendous job with these bobbleheads. And, uh, again, you can make a joke about uh, how how can you tell the difference between one of his bobbleheads and an actual candidate, but I'm not going to go there. I'll let you go there. But we'll talk with Mr. Sklar from the Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum in our number three. But once again, 901-260-5926. That's how you can reach this Coast to Coast radio program. Well, Congress came back to Washington. That's nice. And they say they have a deal to avert a government shutdown. Well, that's also nice. Except, wait for it, this deal is no better and smells no better than the last deal that cost Kevin McCarthy the speakership. I am struck, not just myself, but the people I talk to on my program and a number of you say the absolute same thing. Why are we electing some of these people? Who are they? They seem really nice on the campaign trail, and they promise that they have conservative principles, They promise that they are going to drain the swamp. They promise that they are very different from the normal politicians. They're different. They will change things. And I don't know what happens when they get to Washington, D.C. I mean, you've got to go through a metal detector at the Capitol, right? Maybe it's not a metal detector. Maybe it's something that turns their brains into mush, turns them into zombies. Can you imagine the horror movie that that could be made of this? It's the return of the big spending, principle-compromising zombies to terrorize America. Because that's what we're getting. And we talked about this a little earlier in the week as these deals were starting to be announced. What's the difference between a deal cut by Speaker Mike Johnson and one cut by Speaker Kevin McCarthy? Answer? Well, apparently people think they can trust Johnson more than McCarthy, and they were willing to let him have a a, a whack at it. But we're hearing from more and more members saying this deal stinks. 
This is not why we replaced a speaker. This is not what Mike Johnson said that he would do. And therefore, we're out. Well, remember, the Republicans are down two seats, McCarthy's seat and Santos's seat. And so there's a very narrow Republican majority, two seats, which means you know what we're headed toward. We're headed toward a bad bill that will have more Democrat support than Republican support. You've already got Chuck Schumer on the other side of the rotunda saying not a nickel of spending has been cut. I'm sure none of you rose up and said, hooray, that's just what we had in mind. So there is a real disconnect between what happens when those folks with a title by their name, when they get to Washington, and what they said they would do, first of all, or potentially what they intended to do, and then all of a sudden everything changes once they get there. Again, it's, it's, it's a horror movie that I wouldn't want to see with all of these zombies who are walking around and voting for these big spending bills. Not the kind of thing that many of us signed on for. And we've talked about this before, but I have people who say to me, I voted for so-and-so, and he or she is just not doing what they said they would do. What can I do? I'm not going to vote for them again. Well, are you going to vote for somebody worse? No, I'm, I'm just going to sit out. All right, that's not a good thing either, is it? Because if you really believe in a uniparty, in other words, they're all the same, it's just a big swamp. And I did a television program here in Iowa yesterday with Vivek Ramaswamy, who you heard on this program on Tuesday. He talks about this uniparty. He talks about this, uh, they're all in it together. And I've said a zillion times, the number one goal of a politician is to get elected. The number two goal is to get reelected. And so they say one thing here, they do another thing there. And the problem that you have is, I think, I really am beginning to believe that for all their talk about Big Tent, for all their talk about let's bring a lot of people in, we want to hear from the people, I think the leaders of these parties really hate the people. They really hate the actual voters. Because if they didn't, they wouldn't act this way. Because you're getting in the way of what it is that they're trying to do. You're getting in the way of this perpetuation of the standard quo. In other words, you've got a political ruling class, and their key on this is to stay in power. And they'll make deals with each other to do just enough so they can come back home and arguably say they did something, but the reality of the situation is it is nothing but more spending, lack of attention to detail. Now, do I want to see the government shut down? Well, that's a fallacy anyway, but that's going to be how it looks. We're going to say the government is being shut down. How about we do what it takes to actually get control of this financial situation? How about we do what it takes so that we are not running up deficits that will never be paid. I don't know what it's going to take for enough people to have the backbone to say enough is enough, and I don't care 
what the fallout is politically, I care about what's doing right for the country today and for succeeding generations. But you don't see that, do you? Not often enough. And this is a real challenge. I don't know what it's going to take, but I can name you a half dozen people that I've been watching for a couple of years, and they came in with such great promise, and pretty soon it's like, you know, I don't think you're any different than the idiots that we tossed out. And that's not a party-based situation. Again, when the Republicans spend like Democrats and the Democrats spend like uber-Democrats, I guess, we're in a really bad situation. So what can be done to instill confidence that the system works, that the people we elect will do what they say they will do? I don't have a good answer. I'd love to hear what you think about it at 901-260-5926. But I don't think the answer is sit home. I don't think the answer is just sit home. But there's got to be a message sent. The reason I say don't just sit at home is then the Uniparty swamp people, they just keep nominating who they want, and you pesky citizens get in the way, and there's not a bucket's worth of difference between the two parties. That's what they'd like. Again, you just get in the way. If you don't believe that, look at how the RNC has been acting consistently. Phone number again is 901-260-5926. Let me know what you think about that or any other topic. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Thanks for being along. Short break now. Calls on the other side. This is the Todd Starn Show. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing Amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to mypello.com slash starns. That's mypello.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size mypello for $19.98 or call 1 800 839 8506. The offer comes with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. That's mypello.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns or call 800 839 8506. Promo code starns. the Liberty University studio in the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. 901-260-5926. That's how you can connect with us. That's the number that Ron used to call in from North Carolina where he listens to the program on the talk station. Ron, thanks for calling in. What's on your mind today? Well, the first thing I would like to say is my candidate for vice president is Governor Abbott from Texas. Why so? I think he would make an outstanding one. What leads you to say that, Ron? I don't disagree. I'm just wondering what your rationale is for uh, promoting Governor Abbott. Well, I've looked at some of the policies he's got through Texas. As far as I'm concerned, they're just as good as any policy that the 
the other the governor from Florida has submitted, and also he probably has more experience on illegal aliens than any other governor in the country. Absolutely. That's not a bad resume uh, that Governor Abbott has, and he's shown that he's not afraid to uh, buck the status quo. That's a good suggestion. That's not a bad suggestion at all. What What do you think about what's going on in in Washington D.C. these days? I mean, is should we just start over, or can can it be saved? Well, if we got a Republican majority in the House, we can, and the Democrats don't want to negotiate. What they should do is they should pass their bills and then adjourn and tell the Senate, when you get your act together, when you get the border secured, then we will come back and we will work with you. But as of yet, the Senate has refused to budget, and North Carolina has got, as far as I'm concerned, at least one senator that's nothing but garbage. And I do not think he will run... I've heard that he may not. I hope he doesn't. That way, maybe we can get a good one in. The problem uh, is, at this point, it. you've got a Republican majority, although just by a few seats, but they don't seem to stick together. I, you know, how much of a majority would you need in order to be able to actually pass anything, I wonder? Well, as far as I'm concerned, those that don't want to work, they need to get out. And as yeah, I'm far tired as I'm concerned, of... My house, my house, rep- my house representative needs to be getting out. I I'm a little t- supported him in the past. I will not support him in the future. Why is that? Just not voting the way that he should, or uh, uh, just kind of uh, compromising on principles? Well, when he voted, and I'm not going to say the man that they expelled was right, but when you got that slim of a margin, you got to use a little bit of common sense. He voted the correct way. The other man can vote the correct way every time. He voted to kick him out. That's the yes. reason I'm against him. That's a pretty good reason, Ron. Thank. Oh, go ahead. Ron calling in on the talk station from North Carolina. And, and yeah, I mean, you have to tell these people that you're not going to vote for them again because this is the situation that we wind up with. And I have hosted events where we've had politicians, elected officials, and listeners to my station are not shy about expressing their concerns. And that's what these folks need to hear. They say they want to hear it, so express it. Ron, I appreciate you calling in. Sorry there was a delay on my end, and so I was jumping in on top of you, and I apologize for that. He also started with an interesting idea. What about Governor Greg Abbott of Texas? as a running mate for Donald Trump, should Mr. Trump be the nominee. That's an interesting one. Another one that I think has some merit is South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, and here's why. She has steadfastly supported Trump, and that's important to him if he is the nominee. She was a member of Congress. She has run a very successful state. And there are, uh, a lot of times you try to look at, well, how many electoral votes does that person bring? You know, I think any more, it doesn't matter. It's the top of the ticket, and you want to make sure that your number two could step in if necessary. And many were floating the idea of Governor Nome as a presidential candidate, but she said not as long as Trump is running. And we've talked to her, I've talked to her on this program 
Uh, and that was uh, what she said then, and she has been very supportive of him since, including campaigning here for him in my state of Iowa. We may be adding yet another presidential candidate to this roster. I don't want to say until I double-check the time to make sure, but this is where you go for breaking news, political information, and information about social causes like how you can help an Ohio pastor who was helping homeless people and arrested for it. That story coming up after this bottom of the hour break. Jeff Stein in for Todd. This is the Todd Starn Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome back to the Liberty University studio and the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today, 901-260-5926. That's how you can join this coast-to-coast conversation. If you're on the line, please hold on if you can. We'll get to your calls in the next segment. But I want to go now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line and speak with Ryan Gardner. Mr. Gardner is with First Liberty. He is a an attorney counsel there and uh, they have been representing so many great people over the course of time defending your lives defending your liberties firstliberty.org is their website mr gardner jeff stein filling in for todd thanks for joining us on the star and show how are you sir i'm doing well and happy to be here well good to have you along and i'll tell you as a lawyer myself i know just how difficult the work is when you've got governments who are trying to crack down in really rather radical ways. Tell us the story, please, of this uh, Ohio pastor that you folks are representing. Remind people what the story is, and then we'll get the legal update from you. Happy to do so. So we represent Pastor Chris Avell, who founded a church called Dad's Place in Bryan, Ohio. The church has been open and serving its communities for about five years now, And when the church was founded, Pastor Chris had this vision that his church would be a place that is open to all and welcoming to all, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He wanted to give people who had no one else to care for them, no one else to love them, nowhere else to go, a safe place and a Christian family. And so in March of this year, he made that decision, and his, his church made that decision to open their doors 24 hours a day. And in doing so, they have been an immense blessing to their community already. They are bringing it in people, and, and it's not just who you would think of as a typical homeless. They would allow anybody to stay there. And when people come in, the idea is they want to care for their spiritual and their physical needs. So 
in addition to ministering to them, they provide meals, they provide a, a warm place from the cold. And the funny part is for, for a long time, even before they opened their doors 24 hours a day, they had a, they thought they had a good relationship with the city. The, the Bryan police would actually bring people to dad's place on an ongoing basis. That happened pretty regularly. But all that changed in November when out of nowhere they received a notice from the city to shut their doors and to to uh, put anybody who had been staying overnight at Dad's house back out on the streets, basically. Well, Pastor Chris feels very strongly about caring for these people, and he loves these people, and he just couldn't do that. These people had nowhere else to go, and so he did not comply. And then in December, he was charged with 18 criminal misdemeanors for simply helping those who most desperately need it. Well, this is the part that that makes no sense. Well, a lot of this makes no sense. But are the city officials saying that there's a certain time of day when a church can be open to people who need help? They're saying that people cannot stay there overnight. They're saying that by doing so, they are violating the city's zoning code. That's essentially what it boils down to. Well, and I guess I can play that game, too. I could say, well, they're not staying all night. We uh, make them go outside from 3 until 3.15 in the morning, walk around the block, and come back in. I mean, what a ludicrous rule. Ha- have, are they suggesting he's running a hotel or a lodging site that needs different permits? Or what's the rationale for this that would make the church different from, a, shall we say, a homeless shelter or some other facility? I'm trying to understand it. If you read the criminal complaints, it seems to really boil down to three things. The city doesn't doesn't like that people are eating in there, sleeping in there, and doing their laundry in there. That's that's really what it seems to boil down to, which sounds ludicrous to me. I mean, I've seen a a lot of things, you know, practicing in this area of the law, but criminal criminal complaints and charges over eating, sleeping, and doing laundry, it's outrageous. I'm wondering if they are using a very unique interpretation of local ordinance in order to uh, to stop this. Are they targeting Pastor Chris because it's a church? I'm just wondering, as you folks are defending him, what are some of the arguments uh, that you're using to show that this is an unreasonable use of municipal authority? This absolutely is an unreasonable use, and it's religious targeting, uh, Dad's place is located in downtown Bryan, and it seems to me that the city of Bryan doesn't want religious ministries operating in that area. Uh, mm-hmm. Back in 2020, they actually ran off another church that used to operate in the downtown area based on zoning issues, and they tried to run off Dad's place, actually, but Dad's place was able to navigate that process and get get permission, at least on some level, to operate as a church after much back and forth with the city. But But now that they've expanded their ministry out and, and are caring for, for these vulnerable members of their community, uh, the city, again, has a big problem with it. The, the funny thing here that, that really goes to the heart of this in a lot of ways is Dad's Place operates right next door to another religious homeless shelter. That, that is more of an official shelter, like they have apartment-style living, and they offer those. But the thing is, Bryan, Ohio, is facing a very severe housing crisis right now. And so the people that come to Dad's Place, they come there because they have nowhere else to go. They often take people who the homeless shelter has to turn away because they, they literally have no room. And, and they are a church. They, they want to be a church. I mean, it, it's funny. Every, every night what they do is from about 11 p.m. until sometime in the early mornings. 
they play the Bible all night long. There, there's scripture being broadcast over their sound speakers for anyone who comes in, and people could stay for a few minutes, an hour, or all night if they want to. The whole point is that the door is always open, the light's always on, you're, you are always welcome at Dad's place. Oh, heavens, we can't have uh, people uh, reading from the Bible uh, for folks who uh, come there voluntarily for it. First Liberty Institute is online at firstliberty.org. Ryan Gardner, counsel with First Liberty, is our guest on the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Is it a matter that there are other publicly funded entities that have empty beds and in other words, let's shut down Dad's place because they're taking business, quote-unquote, away from some of these other agencies? Or are those already full, and if Dad's place is shut down, these folks are literally living on the street in the middle of winter? Based on the conversations that I've had with Pastor Chris, there is literally nowhere else for these people to go. I mean, some of these people, they have steady jobs and income, and if there was a place they could get, they would get them. And in fact, Dad's place is striving to be that go-between in, in a lot of ways, where if someone needs a, a few days before they can get a room in a shelter, they'll do that. Or if they can help them to navigate perhaps getting into more long-term housing, they, they work with people to do just that kind of thing. The, the, their whole model is basically what Pastor Chris has, has told me, is they want to save people, obviously save their souls through through. The, the coming to Christ, they want to sharpen them, maybe equip them with social skills or anything else so that they can be productive members of society, and then they want to send them out. This this is never a permanent solution. This is meeting people who are facing the, the, the biggest crisis in their lives and have nowhere else to turn. And if the Church isn't going to step in to do that, who is? As I understand, there was a court proceeding of some sort yesterday. Tell me about that, and uh, are there uh, specific uh, steps moving forward in this case? Absolutely. So yesterday was the arraignment for Pastor Chris. He pleaded not guilty, and from this point we will be having a- another hearing in about 30 to 45 days to discuss how the case is going to proceed. Mm-hmm. And we intend to vigorously defend Pastor Chris. And not only Pastor Chris, but this, this needs to be held accountable for this blatant trampling uh, of Pastor Chris's First Amendment rights. What is the exact ordinance that they're citing? I mean, does it have to do with um, lodging uh, facilities or inspections? I mean, this sounds like they are trying to get at religion. It sounds like they're trying to hide that there is an issue because uh, you get too many of these places in one part of the city, people won't go there, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the, the city is looking out for its image, not its citizens. But I'm just wondering, are there specific sections of uh, the zoning code that are problematic for you, despite the fact that this is a house of worship protected by the First Amendment? Well, what, what the, where the church is located is in a something that is zoned commercial, and it, it's funny, you can have a restaurant there as of right. You can eat in a restaurant, but not in a church. Uh, they actually allow residential use for apartments on the second floor of a lot of the, these buildings in the downtown area. But again, you can sleep on the second floor, but if you sleep on the first floor, that, that's a huge problem. That, that's a, a criminal issue. And, and so the unequal treatment between the, the church and, and other comparable secular businesses, not to mention the fact that, that they have allowed the the sanctuary, the homeless shelter located next door, to operate for the last 25 years. 
So it really does seem like they're they're just hostile to Dad's Place, and they want to make Dad's Place to go away. And and frankly, they they are using everything that they can to do so. That the aggressive tactic used by the city here is astounding in a lot of ways. For example, when First Liberty first got involved in this case, I reached out about waiving the, the service of the criminal complaints to try to save the pastor some embarrassment because he originally found out about these charges, not by being served in accordance with law, but by the front page of the local newspaper. And so when the city hadn't served, I brought that to the city's attention and was willing to discuss waiving that service. But instead of working with me, they went around my back, around First Liberty's back, and they served Pastor Chris on Sunday morning in front of his congregation. Hmm. Well, and I can tell you as a lawyer, this is very common, right? You hear your client is going to receive uh, an indictment or charges, and you offer to receive them on the individual's behalf or to report to the police station, saves everybody uh, a lot of issue, but they specifically ignored the request so that they could get a photo opportunity. Exactly. Hmm. They are pulling every lever of power that they can to harass and intimidate him. The police are showing up regularly for ludicrous, unfounded reasons, basically just to harass the pastor and, frankly, to make everybody in that building uncomfortable. As you can imagine, the type of people that the pastor cares for, they're in a pretty vulnerable state. So when law enforcement is regularly showing up, that, that that's not having a good effect on the people who are under Dad's place's care. Oh, heavens no. Ryan Gardner, thank you so much for the excellent insight on this. First Liberty Institute defending Pastor Chris on this, firstliberty.org. There's a give button if you're so inclined to help them out. Good luck on this, and keep the folks at the Starn Show posted, please. Absolutely. We're going to continue fighting this one all the way. Absolutely should. Thank you much, sir, and have a good weekend. Ryan Gardner, First Liberty Institute, firstliberty.org is the website. You've got a couple of things here, and, and the reason why I kept asking about what does the ordinance say, because there may be an ordinance that requires some sort of uh, inspection or whatever, a certain process that everybody would have to undergo. And obviously, if a facility is not undergoing that, that's an issue. But if, in fact, as I was gleaning from the conversation, there is a similarly situated facility next door, and they're not being held to account, but this one over here is, that's a two-tier justice system. Gee, where have we heard that before? And that's where you have a problem, the disparate treatment. But regardless, uh, the Starnes team will continue to follow this case, and you can as well at firstliberty.org. Phone number is 901-260-5926. I'll take a break now. Take your calls on the other side. Republican presidential candidate Ryan Binkley has been added. So we've got three presidential candidates in three hours today. Find me another national radio show doing that for you, except for this one. Thanks for being along on the Todd Starn Show. Welcome back to the Liberty University studio in the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. Hope you got a good night's sleep. If you didn't, I bet it's because you have not. And how can you not be using my pillow products at this point? This is not something new. This has been around for a couple of decades. It's a true American success story. And at the best prices ever, how are you not doing this? Giza Dream Bed Sheets look and feel great. That means an even better night's sleep, uh, better night's sleep and that is crucial. Crucial. 
I've got the MyPillow uh, 2.0. Absolutely love it. These Giza Dream Sheets, though, best cotton in the world. Mike Lindell found it and brought it back here. Ultra soft and breathable, but also extremely durable. These Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty, but you're not going to need to worry about that because you're going to love them from day one. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. The sale of the year for a limited time, 50 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. That means you will receive a set for as low as $29.98, depending, of course, on size. And here's how you take advantage of this. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code STARNS. And when you're there, you'll see this amazing offer, but also deep, deep discounts on all the MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 that I mentioned, the mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and now even flannel sheets. Wow, and so much more. I'll have to look at that when I get off the air here. MyPillow.com, but be sure you use the promo code STARNS or call 1-800-839-8506. Again, MyPillow.com or call 1-800-839-8506. Use the promo code STARNS for the best deal. MyPillow, MyPillow.com. You can give us a call and join this coast-to-coast conversation at 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. So you know that President Trump is a frequent guest on this program and that President Trump wrote an introduction for Todd's forthcoming book, Twilight's Last Gleaming, which you can pre-order now. It's almost time for delivery. Get all the information at toddstarns.com. Well, when I was here Tuesday, we spoke with presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy. So that's two of the six who are participating in the Iowa Presidential Precinct Caucuses on Monday. Coming up, we have three more presidential candidates. At the bottom of the next hour, businessman and pastor Ryan Binkley, who is really getting a lot of attention from people who believe we've lost our way from a faith standpoint and from a fiscal solvency standpoint, and he addresses both of those. We will also hear on this program, in hour number three, from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. We're trying to run the table. I've been exchanging texts with the uh, Ambassador Nikki Haley campaign uh, since last night, trying to book her on the program. She had a number of events scheduled in western Iowa today that had to be converted to tele-town halls or virtual meetings because of the blizzard conditions throughout the state of Iowa. And we're just trying to see if that could still work out. But we're trying to bring you everybody so that you hear from the next president of the United States on this program as we get to the Iowa First in the Nation Presidential Precinct Caucuses. So we know we have Binkley, DeSantis, and Hutchinson. We've been efforting Haley. And in and around all that, coming up uh, just after the news at the top of the hour, from the Trafalgar Group, Robert Cahaley, Senior Strategist and Pollster for Trafalgar. These are the accurate folks. These are the folks you can trust. And they've got some insight with regard to those Iowa caucuses coming up on Monday. The snow continues to fall across the state of Iowa. Could be a top five for a three- to five-day period. Now we're getting the blizzard conditions. Come on, Mother Nature, you bring it. We'll take care of whatever you have, and we'll still show the world who the next president will be on Monday. 
We'll talk about all of it as we continue after the break. Thanks for being along. Hour one is done. Hour two is next on the Todd Starn Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. Wherever you're listening across this, the greatest nation God ever blessed, welcome to Hour 2 of a Friday edition of the Todd Starnes radio program, coast-to-coast on more than 140 tremendous radio stations and streaming live at ToddStarnes.com. Hello, fellow patriots. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd again today as he rests that scratchy throat. I trust after a good three-day weekend, he'll be back with you here in the Liberty University studio on Monday. I'm coming to you from a very snowy state of Iowa where three days from today... The people actually get to speak in the Iowa Presidential Precinct Caucuses. I'm at my home base, and Iowa's home for the Todd Starn Show. News Talk 1540 KXEL in Cedar Rapids and Waterloo, the 50,000-watt blowtorch scorching middle America with accurate news and reasonable views. Looking forward to talking with three different presidential candidates on the program today. The first, Ryan Binkley, joins us at the bottom of the hour. But a real privilege now to welcome via the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, the noted strategist and pollster of the Trafalgar Group, Robert Cahaley. Mr. Cahaley, Jeff Stein in Iowa filling in for Todd. Thanks for joining us. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, Not near as cold as you are. Well, you know, if it weren't for the foot of snow and, uh, you know, 40 below wind chills, I wouldn't know it was January around here. One of the things that I have found interesting, uh, puzzling, uh, but I suppose not surprising, when a candidate does well in a poll, they think the poll is tremendous. When they aren't doing well in a poll, they say we can't believe the polls. So that's why I wanted (laughs) to have you tell us how secure do you feel about polling for a caucus as opposed to a primary or as opposed to a general election? Are there different things you have to take into account? Well, uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, Polling in a primary, uh, people's likelihood to vote is is really kind of measured by the intensity on the ground, what other races are sending them to the polls, and, and voter history. A caucus is is very much more reliant upon voter history. Uh, you know, a, a lot of these pollsters are just calling everybody in Iowa and saying, are you Republican or you Democrat? And the ones who self-identify Republican asking how they vote in the caucus. That's a horrible way to do this. Yeah. What we believe is if you've never voted in the caucus, the odds are you're not going to vote in the caucus. Now, there'll be about 10 to 15 percent of new ones Maybe even better if some of the candidates can bring some new people. But for the most part, what you find is people who vote in caucuses are the most likely and most reliable caucus uh, people to be polled. And so it's a very different thing. And I'll tell you this, uh, I think the weather is also going to affect this election a good bit. Uh, we're going back in the field um, 
and a uh, combination with uh, Insider Advantage in doing a daily tracking poll starting tomorrow uh, and measuring people, you know, telling them what the forecast is and asking how much, how likely are they to turn out considering that. And it's the sort of thing that, again, as you quite accurately noted, this is not just you take 10 minutes off your lunch hour and go vote. You have to show up at a designated place, at a designated time. You have to be a registered partisan. You're sitting there with your friends and neighbors, and it requires a couple of hours of your time. That's not the sort of thing that a quote-unquote new voter is going to want to do to me, that hurts Ramaswamy, who told me again yesterday he's really relying on these new voters. And to some degree, it's going to hurt Trump, is it not? Because, again, a lot of his base, they're not traditional Republicans. But in Trump's case, a lot of his base, this is their third time turning out. I, All right. I don't yeah. I know, make that second time turning out, because there wasn't really much of a, a, an election uh, in 20. But yeah. I think that the other thing is you got to consider intensity, and I think Ramaswamy and Trump probably have more intensity over their voters than most. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we've seen is uh, what we've seen is when you ask second, you know, who's your second choice? It's always a fun thing when a Trump election to ask who the second choice is, and yes. to tell them you can't say the same name as the first choice. They still <laughs> say Trump. They still say Trump, and it's so frustrating. It's like. But if you anybody other than Trump, <laughs> there is no one other than Trump. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So what we see is uh, a great deal of intensity on their part. We also see a good deal of intensity uh, on the part of the Sanders voters. I think the weather will hurt Haley voters the most uh, at this point. Uh, but we'll, we'll see if that theory turns out to be true. But in the last. Uh, Two days, both um, we put out a poll and Insider Advantage put out a poll. We had Trump at 52.2. Insider Advantage had him at 51. We had Haley at 18.4. Insider Advantage had her at 17. Uh, we had DeSantis at 17.6. Insider Advantage had him at 17. And our poll, of course, was with Christie was still in the race. We had him at three point four, and uh, Ramaswamy at four point nine. And Insider Advantage had Ramaswamy at seven. Mm-hmm. So they are these are very very close together, um, and we see Haley has kind of taken a little bit of a stuck uh, 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 her head a little bit above uh, DeSantis, but I don't know that. I think I think the weather could change that. Uh, but I definitely think if it was just uh, everybody turning out based on their own volition and the weather wasn't an issue, Haley would probably come in second. But uh, we're going to see if that theory holds up in the next few days. Robert Cahaley is senior strategist and pollster for the Trafalgar Group. TheTrafalgarGroup.org is the website. He joins us on the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today on this Friday. Your Trump numbers, and, and those of the other poll, both above 50%, that's truly striking when you consider that in the history of contested Iowa caucuses, dating back to 1976, only twice has the winner topped 40%. And the last time was in the year 2000. 
So realistically, if Trump comes in at 46%, that's an all-time record. And with these polls consistently showing him above 50%, that's an important optic if he hits that midway point, isn't it? Well, true, but then then again, and then some years, you don't end up having a caucus, I don't think, when there's an incumbent president. And so you don't have that measurement. Because I think he's being treated very much like an incumbent. Oh, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. And again, the this is what makes the quote playbook. And people call me and say, "What do you think is going to happen?" Well, the playbook is out the door because Trump's in the race, not only as a form of incumbent, but the Trump phenomenon. At least it seems to me, as an untrained person on this, it, it seems like that's unique and it throws a lot of what we thought we knew out the door. Do you find that to be the case as you've done your research across the country? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, we, you know, we were one of the only firms to predict Trump would win in 2016, and it's because we, we saw a pattern in the primary of people being brought into the process who were uh, low propensity or, or latent voters, some of them hadn't voted in 20 years. And so we, we built all of our models uh, looking at those people who, who had, a, had, had a no general election history uh, in the last 10, 10 years, many of them, but fit the, fit the mold of the kind of people Trump was turning out. And so we expected that Trump would be doing that, and we solid ten percent of our models include that. So, what we've seen is, is amazing. You know, and if you go to like a Trump uh, rally, uh, I, I went to one to spend the night in a hotel. And what was fascinating to me is I was the only car in, in the parking lot within state place. It's like a <laughs> grateful dead following. It's unbelievable. They were partying all weekend. They shut the bar down in the hotel the second night. <laughs> there was a Trump rally across from our radio station in downtown Waterloo, and they were interviewing people in line. And to your point, they were from out of state. One fellow got there way early, said, you know, I had to be in the fifth row at the last one. I wanted to make sure I was in the front row at this one. And Mr. Trump even recognizes people and points them out when he sees them, because you're right. It's like the Trumpful Dead Tour 2024. It, you know, and, and so it, it's such a unique phenomenon. And and the other thing is, that I think there, uh, the way a, a caucus goes, there's also, a, a, you know, this is not a secret ballot. This is kind of, um, I, I, it, I think it's kind of standing in front of your peers, isn't it? Well, the Democrats used to do that, but they fouled up their whole system. You write the name on a slip of paper, so you can be anonymous or okay. you okay. can stand up so they start by saying uh, anybody have anything to say about any candidates and everybody gets a chance so it's optional you can just kind of uh, curl your hand over the piece of paper so nobody sees what you're writing but it is much more public than a than a primary quite obviously and people can have their minds changed by their neighbors while when they're there absolutely what their neighbors absolutely say. That's why it's such a pure form. It's like the old town hall, uh, and that's in three days in the state of Iowa. Well, in eight days, New Hampshire. And you did a poll, I think it was dated December, and you've certainly got strong Trump strength uh, in our remaining moments. The differences or challenges of pegging New Hampshire, given the fact 
that it's open, that you can be the biggest Democrat in the state and claim a Republican ballot that day. What challenges does that pose for a pollster? Well, the biggest challenge in New Hampshire is that is they're too cute and sometimes they lie. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they really enjoy messing with you. And so you've got, that's the other, you know, so obviously you have to pull a new voter list because Democrats knew that Biden wasn't going to be in the primary there for re, have a real primary. So they sure. had until October to change their party registration. So you have a lot of brand new Democrats left. You pull a voter list before October, you're not you're not doing a very effective job. But so yeah, you have to you have to interview uh, the uh, independents and the registered Republicans and kind of measure their intensity and, and also kind of get past their uh, little you know New England kind of messing with the attitude. <laughs> Chris Christie was finishing third in your most recent New Hampshire poll yeah, based that, on that second choice. We were in Go the ahead, field sir. for New Hampshire and South Carolina when Christie dropped out and had to start again. Oh, so we no. have a New Hampshire poll coming. Oh, yeah. Talk about terrible. I mean, this is the thing in politics is you can spend three days and all the resources and, and it's trash. Yeah. <laughs> so we literally just started again the day after Christy dropped out. So we will have an event coming out real soon. Did you have a second choice uh, rating for Christy voters in that other poll, which way they were breaking yes. or uh, what, what? which way? Yeah. Well, the, then, and again, this was kind of before the debate where Christy yes. really kind of kind of lumped Nikki with the others saying that she was pro-Trump and that she committed to vote for him even if he was convicted. Uh, then we saw Christie voters breaking to Haley about 90%. Now, in the poll that we had to throw out, Christie voters were breaking to Haley at, at, at 6, and another four were saying they, they would be undecided, which in many cases means they might sh- not show up. So Christie's little battle with Haley was knocking people who would have naturally just gone to Christie away and maybe taken them out of the process. It is fascinating stuff, and I am I have such great respect for the work you and the Trafalgar Group have done. This is not easy stuff, and you're at the top of the field. And so thank you so much for taking time to talk with the Starnes audience about it, and we'll see what the Iowa folks think on Monday night. Well, and you can keep up with what we're doing uh, with the new political uh, polling podcast, uh, Polling Plus, with me and Matt Towery once a week. Oh, even better. All right. Mr. Kenhaley, it was a real privilege. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Y'all have a great day. You as well. Robert Kahaley, Senior Strategist and Pollster for the Trafalgar Group, online, thetrafalgargroup.org. And he joined us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. 901-260-5926. That's how you can join us in the next segment. If you've been on the line, please stay on the line. I'll get to you right after this break. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd, and this is The Todd Starn Show. Welcome back to 
the Liberty University studio. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd on the Todd Starn Show. I've got a couple of minutes before the bottom of the hour, and we're going to spend them with Connie calling in from Plano, Texas. Connie, thanks so much for calling in. Last hour, somebody suggested your governor, Greg Abbott, would be a great choice for vice president, and you say not so fast on that one. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for taking my call. Um, sure. Have you heard about um, a... Um, uh, a new development, actually, it's not that new, but um, it's in Texas near Houston. Uh, it's called Colony Ridge, and this development is being developed specifically for the illegals that are coming into Texas. And um, the developer's brother gave Greg Abbott $1.4 million for his uh, re-election uh, campaign, and uh, Abbott took it. Um, Abbott never, you know, publicly let anybody know that he was involved with this Colony Ridge, that he, um, you know, gave the approval. Glenn Beck exposed it on his show earlier this week and then did uh, a, a show on The Blaze last night uh, telling everything. He talked to the developer, got a lot of information. He invited Greg Abbott to come into the show. He tried to get Greg Abbott to uh, respond to emails, phone calls, talk to him off the air. He wouldn't. Um, because he is complicit in selling us out. Um, he's doing anything that is um, of benefit to him. Uh, when uh, Tucker Carlson was still on the air in Fox, he had Greg Abbott on one time asking why Greg Abbott wasn't doing more on the border because Texas's National Guard was in Europe for some reason and not on our border. And then after that, Greg Abbott got some people down on the border. He only does what he needs to do when he gets exposed. And he's not a good governor. The true conservatives have been trying really hard to get him out of office. But, um, you know, most people don't think that deeply. And uh, they just pull the lever for the incumbent, and we get stuck with him. We don't have any term limits. And it's very disturbing. But he's complicit in um, turning... Um, uh, Texas from red to purple to um, to blue, and I'm, we are very, ner- very, very, very nervous. As conservatives that live here and love this state, love this country, are very concerned, and uh, and we want to get Greg Abbott out, of, Abbott out of office, not in the in the White House. Very quickly, how long does he have in the current term? I'm just not aware. You know, um, I think that the election was in 2022, okay. um, so he so would have two more years. Yeah. All right. Connie, I told you you had a short period of time. You have made the most of it, more so than any caller I've ever had. Thank you so much for calling in, listening on the flagship, the Mighty 990, KWAM, and Memphis, Tennessee. She's in Plano, Texas, and you can always listen on the KWAM app. Republican presidential candidate Ryan Binkley joins us after this break. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd on the Todd Starn Show. University studio and the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd on this Friday, 901-260-5926. That's how you can join the Coast to Coast Conversation. We'll take your calls in the next segment. But joining us now on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line is Republican presidential candidate Ryan Binkley. You can learn more online, binkley2024.com. Pastor Binkley, Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Thanks for joining us today. How are you, sir? I am doing great, Jeff. Great to be with you. I am very cold. We're in western Iowa, in the Council Bluffs area. Actually now just dipped over into Omaha, which is right across the bridge. 
And uh, wow, it's freezing here. Hope you're doing better. The last time you joined me in my studio, I think it was 30 degrees, and you already had said it was getting a little cold for your Texas blood. Uh, it's just going to get a little little, uh, little chillier before uh, the caucuses Monday night. For those who are not aware, you have a very unique combination. You and your wife founded a church. You're a very successful businessman. That's quite a combination that helps address the needs of the nation. Tell me about why you're running for president and, and what you bring to the table. Jeff, you know, as you mentioned, I'm a businessman, so I co-founded a bank. Really, it's a financial consulting company, a growth company for middle market companies across the nation and in Canada. And, you know, it's grown over the last couple of decades to about 350 employees. I'm, I'm, I'm married. We have five kids. Sir, you know, my wife and I, we've been in ministry for really since we've been married. We just celebrated our 25th anniversary. Ten years ago, we started a church. And this is my life, really, economics. Oh, I heard a click. I think we lost the pastor. So um, we'll let him call back, and Dylan will let me know if he does call back. Uh, Ryan Binkley, and again, the, the travel is a little treacherous here because we have blizzard warnings throughout the state of Iowa. So uh, the temperature is not, I, I hate to tell Pastor Binkley this, but it's going to feel a lot colder. The cold has not come in yet. We got the snow this week, the cold and the wind will come in uh, very soon. Binkley2024.com is the website, and the pastor rejoins us. You were pointing out that uh, you and your wife, Ellie, had been married for, I think you said, 25 years, and uh, so this is a real partnership at home. It is. So sorry about that. We're in a snowstorm. That could have had something to do with us dropping off. But yes, sir. yes absolutely. You know, we are, yeah, so we're pastors, but we're also business leaders. I, I can see economically what we bring to this table is that do we need another politician? You know, do we need another political approach or just the divisive rhetoric? That really, I think this, Jeff, as I've gone over at it, we've done 200 town hall visits all across Iowa. And it dropped again. Well, and we are going to get that, I'm afraid, because uh, we'll try them one more time. Uh, because the wind is starting to pick up, especially in that area of the state. And so that's going to uh, impact things. One of the things that I found interesting as I've talked to the pastor over the past year. Uh, and, and I was telling the audience this, uh, Ryan Binkley, our guest on the Todd Starn Show, one of the things that has uh, impressed me again is the fact that you deal with mergers and acquisitions. And so you really can look at a situation and say, there are certain things we need to do to fix the financial problems, and the country's no different. Well, you know, you're exactly right. So what's really broken today? What's the problem? You know, right now, you can look at USA Today, cover of the newspaper today, as well as the uh, New York Times. Both of them are talking about inflation and how it's crippling America. And here's who it's hurting the worst. Those that are middle-income Americans and on the lower-income scale. Well, at uh, third time's the charm. Um, I, uh, I'll uh, thank Pastor Binkley for trying to uh, make the connections, but it's just not going to be stable enough, I'm afraid. Uh, one of the things that he has pointed out, and he can speak for himself, and there are wonderful plans on the website, but what it comes down to is it's unsustainable debt coupled with a departure from the normal foundation upon which the country was built, and that's a foundation of faith. And in order to solve all of these issues, and you can do more than one thing at a time, as he points out, but we need to get back to our foundation as a nation of faith, and we need to be responsible individuals, and that's where we get to 
the financial issues. And as a fellow from Texas, he is well aware of the the border security issues. And so if you are interested, it's Binkley2024.com, Ryan Binkley, Republican presidential candidate. I will note that while his is a name you may not have heard, uh, he is moving up in polls. He uh, is... uh, showing up in polls done by Iowa State University in the past week. There was a youth straw poll done sponsored by the Iowa Secretary of State, the longtime Secretary of State over two tenures, Paul Pate. And I always love those youth straw polls that they do in a school because quite often the young people are mirroring what they hear at home. And that's why a lot of times those straw polls at a school are so effective and are so predictive of what will happen because these are the kids voting based upon what they hear at home and ryan binkley scores uh, almost as much as vivek ramaswamy in that poll so i i'm sorry we're not able to bring you more but uh, go to ryan binkley's website binkley2024.com and he joined us on the patriot mobile newsmaker line but it's not a patriot mobile issue it's uh, just the way things are as uh, he was moving into uh, omaha across the river from council bluffs he had to cancel appearances ron desantis who will join us at the top of the next hour had to cancel appearances so did nikki haley uh, they're going to virtual town halls they're making phone calls they're uh, doing whatever they can because again travel is not advised today and that is causing a real problem, obviously, because as a candidate, as a campaign, you really want to come to your crescendo at the right time, right? You want a big weekend to get a lot of momentum, and you cram as many stops in as you can, and a lot of these folks had uh, done tentpole events. So, for example, they might have four big events in a day. You start first thing in the morning and late at night, a couple in between near uh, lunch and dinner, and each of those would be in cities of some size. But you stop at at least one other place along the way that's smaller, right? I mean, you don't drive through a town. You stop in every town. And so these folks had four, six, eight appearances lined up each and every day. The weather was really getting bad uh, starting on Tuesday, and it's just kind of increased in terms of severity. And so they were just getting ready to blanket the state with a couple of dozen appearances, three dozen appearances each leading up to Monday. And this has certainly put a a bit of a wrench in all of that. In our next hour, we are scheduled to speak with both Governor Ron DeSantis and former Governor Asa Hutchinson, both on the road in Iowa today, hopefully at a secure location uh, because of the travel. We'll talk with each of them in the next hour And again, guests of the Todd Starn Show appear courtesy of the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. It has been a whole decade already that Patriot Mobile has been in business, and yet they are still the only Christian conservative wireless provider in this country and a great supporter and partner of the Todd Starnes radio show. Patriot Mobile offers you dependable nationwide coverage. You get the ability to access all three major networks. So it's not like the old days where you figured out what carrier was strong with signal in your area and that's the one you went with. They're all using the same stuff now. So you can go with Patriot Mobile, and you'll get the same coverage you may have had with one of those big names. But when you pay Patriot Mobile, your money goes to support causes you believe in, not weird causes on the left. 
When you switch to Patriot Mobile, that's a message. You support entrepreneurship, small business, free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and of course our military veteran and first responder heroes who always get a discount from the good folks at Patriot Mobile. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, thank you very much, and that makes switching very easy. I even did it in real time on the air one day, some months ago. It's just super simple if you go to their website. You can keep your current number and current phone, or if you're in the mood to do something different, their team will work with you to find the best plan for your needs, not what just happens to be easy for them. It's very simple to switch, and you can find out more, but don't forget the offer code TODD because that's how you get the best deal. PatriotMobile.com slash TODD or call 972-PATRIOT. Free activation if you use that offer code TODD. It's PatriotMobile.com slash TODD, 972-PATRIOT if you prefer the phone. Once again, PatriotMobile.com slash TODD or call 972-PATRIOT. Earlier we spoke of a real patriot, and that of course is the founder of MyPillow, Mike Lindell. And if you go to ToddStarns.com, you'll see a story that has just been posted and it is, again, somewhat chilling, but according to the, debra- the developing news, the breaking news, Fox News Channel has banned MyPillow advertisements. I'll read that again. Fox News Channel has banned MyPillow advertisements. Mike Lindell was on the Steve Bannon television program today and said, Fox News has canceled MyPillow, and I don't have the reasons why yet. He has spent millions of dollars and been on the air there for a decade. And Mike Lindell saying today, it's full cancellation. His direct quote, they won't accept cash money from us. Now, why do you suppose this might have happened? Let's think about all of the things that might have led to this. Oh, here's one. Mike Lindell hired Lou Dobbs to do a television program for Lindell TV and the free speech website. It premiered this week. What do you know? Mike Lindell brings Lou Dobbs back to television after Fox dumped him. And now all of a sudden, Mike Lindell's money is not good at Fox. I I guess it's good that they're obvious about it. (laughs) I'm just speechless about the whole thing because I thought this was capitalism. And somebody comes in the door and says, I want to run an ad for a very successful product, and you're refusing to take the money because you're throwing a hissy fit because they hired someone that you were trying to silence? Oh, wow. (sighs) This is why we have Newsmax, boys and girls. This is why we have Newsmax, including the Todd Starnes show on N2. I'm actually going to be on Newsmax. I've been on the Greta Van Susteren program, I think four times now. They'd like me to come on tonight. I'm not sure I can do it with the uh, weather. But Newsmax has invited me to come on Greta's program and be on during their caucus night coverage Monday night. So I am definitely going to take advantage of that opportunity and uh, so glad I made that choice as opposed to others. Uh, So I'll see you on Newsmax Monday night with uh, caucus coverage. 
And, uh, well, I guess uh, Fox just won't have those uh, My Pillow ads cluttering up their airwaves. That's just, just atrocious. All right, what's not atrocious is your comment on this topic or others. And I'd love to hear it from you. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Join the Coast to Coast Conversation from the Liberty University studio when we come back after this break. I'm Jeff Stein filling in for Todd, and this is the Todd Starn Show. To the Liberty University studio and the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today on this Friday. 901 260 That's how you can connect with us and we'll take your calls until the top of the hour. May have some time for calls next hour as well, but a jam-packed guest list that Miss Grace has put together for us. And that includes not one but two presidential candidates who are in the state of Iowa today. Coming up just after the top of the hour, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis will join us live. At the bottom of the hour, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, our guest. And before we're done today, we'll learn about how you can get a bobblehead of your favorite presidential candidate, courtesy of the folks at the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. Phil Sklar is the co-founder and CEO of that group. And that's how we'll close out this program on this Friday. Now, I wanted to have these presidential candidates on just simply because I'm a firm believer that everybody's voice should be heard. And that's why the Republican National Committee's moves, the RNC's moves to limit speech and debate uh, is just uh, abhorrent to me, quite honestly. Now, you all know as listeners to this program that Todd is a strong supporter of President Trump. And he has been on the program before, obviously, the former president and perhaps future president. I am not making any endorsement because that's not my role. I do not, on my home station in Iowa, do an opinion show. I interview people. And so, to me, my job is to present as many voices as possible and let the audience decide who they may want to vote for or caucus for. And so we've tried to bring a bit of that as I've had the Great privilege of filling in this week. You heard from Vivek Ramaswamy on Tuesday. We brought Ryan Binkley on as long as the connection would hold this hour. We have DeSantis and Hutchinson next hour. So when you put those together, there's five. The only other one is Nikki Haley, and we were exchanging texts last night and this morning trying to find time in the show for her as well so that we'd make sure everybody was on. So it's not my role to play favorites. It's not my role to... Uh, make an endorsement. That's for other people to do. And I'm hoping that uh, you find something out of these conversations, even if you are a strong supporter of one of the other candidates or, of course, of the former president. Because if you remember in 2016, once Donald Trump became president, he looked to the list of former competitors to be allies, to be cabinet secretaries, to be folks that he relied on, and many of whom are quite loyal to this day. Governor Huckabee, Dr. Carson, etc. And so it's a good way to hear some unique viewpoints, and you might find those viewpoints or individuals represented in the next administration. So to me, I've had people say to me, why do you have some of these people on there barely polling anything? Look, until somebody votes, 
all we have is speculation. Now, the Trafalgar Group, as you heard earlier in the hour from uh, Robert Cahaley, those folks have figured out how to do this right. But a lot of these polls are just kind of like sticking a wet finger into the wind so you can determine which way the breeze is blowing. And that's not any way to conduct an election process. Look, if the RNC had its way and they'd combine with the polls and uh, get in cahoots with people like CNN and have very few people and deprive you of the choice. If you've made your choice, great. That's why you need to hear from others to make sure it's the right choice. Because what I find is that either some of these other people make a point and you say, okay, now I hadn't thought of that. You may not switch to them, but you also may hear them and say, wow, I am so much more convinced of my original choice. That's why it's good to, uh, even once you've made a choice, keep an open mind and listen to these people. And that's what uh, I try to do on my program in Iowa. That's what we've tried to do here. And all voices welcome uh, in the world of spoken word radio, as we call it. You can follow me, by the way, on the social media, and for these purposes, it's uh, Twitter X and Gitter and Truth Social and Instagram. I am on all of those at Iowa Politics, I-O-W-A Politics. And I do uh, three different podcasts. Uh, One is about a two-minute rant on politics. I call it the Iowa Politics Report. And so if you search for it on the places where you get podcasts, just search for Iowa Politics or my name, Jeff Stein, and you'll find all of it. All right, this is going quick. Hour number three coming up. Jeff, in for Todd. Thanks for being along on this edition of the Todd Starn Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Wherever you're listening, across this, the greatest nation God ever blessed, welcome to Hour 3 of a Friday edition of the Todd Starnes Radio Program, Coast to Coast on more than 140 outstanding radio stations and streaming live at toddstarns.com. Hello, fellow patriots. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. We trust after a good three days of rest that voice will be back where it needs to be so Todd can be back with you on Monday. Privileged to join you from the free state of Iowa where I could sell you a lot of snow if you want it because we've got more than we uh, than we really had ordered. And I'm coming to you from my home base at News Talk 1540 KXEL in Cedar Rapids in Waterloo, Iowa, the 50,000-watt blowtorch scorching middle America with accurate news and reasonable views. We'll have some time to take your calls in the next segment, but let's get right to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, and we welcome Republican presidential candidate, Governor of the great state of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Governor Jeff Stein in Iowa, good to talk to you again, sir. Yeah, good to be here, Jeff. You know, last week when I was in Iowa, I was remarking how, you know, as a Florida guy, usually not up north in January, but, you know, 28, 30 degrees, I can handle this. And then about as soon as I started saying that, the weather reports for this week and through the caucus started coming out, and uh, we've got a lot of snow on the ground here in Iowa, and the caucus night is uh, expected to be maybe negative 20 with a wind chill even lower than that. Uh, so, uh, I'm roaded for bear. We're still campaigning. We did an event in Ankeny this morning. Uh, we actually had a great turnout. I was surprised because, uh, you know, given the conditions, 
Uh, we just did um, a press conference uh, out in the snow, and we're going to continue to work the rest of the day. When you were in my studio last Friday evening, you said, uh, yeah, usually it's Iowans who come to Florida this time of the year, not the other way around. And uh, your team has done a great job of rescheduling events, and the folks that never back down supporting you have uh, added a bunch of events for you and the First Lady as well. What do you think needs to be said to undecided voters in Iowa or in eight days after that in New Hampshire to make them uh, raise their hand and come out in the cold and uh, vote for Ron DeSantis? Well, I think two things is, is one, um, the, I think the primary choices are clear. Trump, Donald Trump's running for his issues. Nikki Haley's running for her donors' issues. I'm running for your issues, your family's issues. As a guy that has delivered on 100% of his promises as governor of Florida, as a guy that's beaten the left on every issue, uh, from education to the woke, uh, to immigrate, illegal immigration, to election integrity, you name it, we've won. Um, and so I think that's the choice. Now, why come out if it's negative 20? Um, and the reason why you do that is because, uh, starting with Iowa, for example, you're never going to have an opportunity to have your vote pack more of a punch than you will on Monday uh, in the Iowa caucus. If you come out and caucus for me and you bring three or four family members, friends, coworkers, we don't know what the total turnout's going to be. I mean, it could be a lot lower than it was in 2016. Your, your voice and you caucusing will have an impact, and, and it can change really the trajectory of the whole political dynamic and even the country. So I would say... I'm your guy. Uh, I'm in tune with the conservative values of Iowa. Uh, I'm in tune with uh, the, the fiscal conservative liberty values of, of New Hampshire. Uh, and so let's do this. But just understand, your, vo- your vote is really going to count big on Monday. Governor Ron DeSantis, governor of the state of Florida, Republican presidential candidate, joining us on the Todd Starn Show, Coast to Coast. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd from a snowy state of Iowa. RonDeSantis.com is the website. I watched part of the uh, CNN debate the other night. Um, You know, it's really hard, uh, given the format, for either candidate to get a message across. So what is it that after you got done with that event, you think was left unsaid, or what is it that you didn't get to say that you want to say? Well, I mean, I think the, the, the missing element of debate is just Donald Trump will not show up to these debates. I mean, I think I was able to show... I'm the candidate that will actually fight for you. Nikki Haley will cave to the to the woke mob. She'll cave to the corporations. Uh, I'll win for you, deliver big victories. She obviously does not have those same victories in her record of delivering things like I have. Uh, and then I'll lead. Uh, I'm a leader. I'll take the flack. I'll take the incoming. I'll get the job done. And I think that co- contrast was very clear. You know, Reagan said we need to run under a banner of bold colors, not pale pastels. You know, I'm running under the bold uh, colors of putting the American people first and our strong conservative principles. I think she's running under a banner of the pale pastels of kind of the warmed over corporatism uh, and and the globalism and tendencies that just have not served this country well. And I think that 90 percent of Republican voters agree with me on that. So that was a very sharp contrast. Now, in terms of the former president, you know, he had he that same night was doing a town hall on Fox News. And he was asked about regrets about shutting the country down during COVID. And he basically said he had nothing to do with that, didn't really know Fauci wasn't really involved with him, and blame me for Fauci. Uh, believe it or not, I'm the guy that was 
selling Don't Fauci My Florida flip-flops for Pete's sake. I mean, I was the one taking on Fauci, but I think he should be on the debate stage and he should answer questions about shutting down the country. Was that the right thing to do? I don't think it was. And in hindsight, he should not have done it. Will he admit that? Two, the BLM riots were discussed. Uh, Why did he not send in a National Guard to stop the BLM riots. He basically tweeted law and order, but didn't follow through with it. And then he's recently come out and said he wants to build the FBI, a big, beautiful $1 billion plus new headquarters inside Washington, D.C. But that doesn't drain the swamp. That deepens the swamp. So, you know, I made those points in the debate, but I just think, Jeff, it's different that if you're doing it just to camera versus if you have a give and take, uh, with it, with the other candidate. Uh, and I know he's made this strategic decision that he shouldn't debate. I think that is going to hurt him on Monday night in Iowa. And I think it'll hurt him in New Hampshire too. I don't know how much, but I do think it, I think it will. I think you owe it to the voters to show up, take questions, being on radio with people like you who ask questions, going to town halls, taking questions from voters. And yes, those debate settings, uh, where you got to get up there and spar. I think it's all part of the process. So I'm proud. I'm the only candidate, you know, I showed up at all 99 counties. We did events. We've done uh, town hall meetings. We've done uh, all every debate, all this stuff. Uh, I want people to be able to kick the tires because I'm confident that I'm the right guy for the job. Governor Ron DeSantis of the state of Florida, Republican presidential candidate, joining us on the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. So as you look at the mess in Washington, and we started the show by talking about all of these folks who go to work in Washington and they say they're going to drain the swamp and they're going to save uh, the country, and then they just continue to uh, do the same things that the folks that we had voted out that they had been doing. You served in Congress, obviously, so you know it from that side. How does President DeSantis fix Congress and get to where we can actually move forward as a country? It's leadership. Uh, There's no leadership in Washington. If you have a president that's leading, like President Reagan did, uh, you will be able to coalesce the Republicans in Congress. They they just don't have uh, that direction right now. But you're right, Jeff, the larger issue is Republicans all run on the same stuff. Uh, They get elected, and they never follow through on it. And I think I'm one of the guys, Governor Reynolds in Iowa is another one, and she's endorsed me for president, which I'm proud of. Uh, But I ran on a bold agenda, and then I delivered a bold agenda. And, in fact, not only did I not under-deliver on my promises, I over-delivered on my promises. That'll be the mindset that I have. Anything I'm telling you throughout the course of this campaign, uh, I have thought about why I'm saying it, and I thought about how I will be able to actually implement it as president. Some stuff obviously needs to be done with Congress, that Congress has to pass legislation. There's other things, executive actions I can take, firing people, uh, doing a lot of stuff to clean up the bureaucracy. And we're going to do all of it. But I agree. I think the times for Republican voters to just show up and vote for people who then aren't following through on what we want to see, because when you complain about the debt and saying Congress is or that, that the federal government spending too much money, and then you're up there rationalizing why they should do a massive spending increase, you're part of the problem if that's the case. And so with me, people know what you see is what you're going to get. I tell you I'm going to do something. You can set your clock to that. I will do it. Final question for Governor Ron DeSantis, Republican presidential candidate. If people are going to go to the caucus in Iowa in three days, the polls in New Hampshire in 11 days, if they say, I'm not voting for Trump. I need to vote for, quote, the best of the rest. That's my phrase. 
how do you tell those people you're the one as opposed to Haley, Ramaswamy, or anyone else? Well, I'm the only one running who's delivered on 100% of his promises. I'm the only one running who's defeated the left time and time again. Uh, you look at the results we've done in Florida. We're paying down 25% of our state's debt, cutting taxes, universal school choice, banning sanctuary cities, eliminating DEI, going after ESG. On and on it goes. It's victory after victory after victory. So the next president needs to be a leader. I'm the only one running that is going to lead with purpose and conviction uh, and that is going to bring these conservative principles that we all believe in uh, to life in the, in the form of, of lasting policy victories. And the people in Florida that, uh, that voted for me um, in 18, a lot of times will tell me, yeah, you know, I liked you, but, man, you've done so much better than I, than I expected. People that didn't vote for me in the primary I wish I would have voted for you in the primary. You were the right guy. People that voted against me in the general in 18 who flipped said, you know what? You've just been a great, great leader. And so that's what they can expect from me. And that's what we need in this country if we want to turn it around. Well, Governor, last Friday I said, I hope we talk again before the caucus. And you said you will. And you kept that promise. So I have that to go on. Governor DeSantis, safe travels around the state. And I know uh, folks in Iowa the Never Back Down website has an updated list of events, etc., as the weather is changing things. Good luck on Monday night and safe travel, sir. Thanks for being with us. Okay, God bless. Governor Ron DeSantis of the state of Florida, Republican presidential candidate, and he joined us live on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. And again, they're having to just, you know, throw all the plans in the air and meet people the best way they can, and whether it's through a, a virtual event, hopefully we'll be able to, uh, today's the worst of the blizzard, I'm told. I'll find out, because in literally 42 minutes, and when this program is over, I'm firing up the snowblower and seeing uh, how quickly I can move what I think is eight inches of new snow on top of the eight from the other day, and, uh, well, we're used to it. We're made of hardy stock here in the Midwest, in the heartland, That doesn't mean I like it. I'm made of hardy stock. Governor DeSantis on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. And again, just to show abundant fairness, the uh, Ramaswamy campaign was just texting, wondering if they could come on. Well, we had them on on Tuesday. No time yet today. We did extend uh, the invitation to Ambassador Haley. That didn't work in the time frame. You hear from President Trump with Todd. So basically, everybody's had a shot who would be in the race in Iowa or New Hampshire. A lot of interesting ideas. And the one thing I'll leave you with before this break, I don't care who you're supporting for president. I really don't. I mean, we just need the country to move forward. But the point is this. Any one of these people that we have talked about in this program, any one of these people who had been in the race but got out like Larry Elder, what a wonderful spokesperson for conservatism. And uh, he's not the messenger that uh, some on the left uh, like to have uh, saying these things because it disrupts their narrative. But the point is, even the candidate that finishes in the middle or lower part of the pack has better ideas and would do better than the folks who are in there now. That's the important thing to remember as this little inter-party fight goes on. There better be unity on the other side because anybody on this side is going to do better than the folks who are there now. We'll take your calls in the next segment. 901-260-5926. Short break now, back on the other side. Jeff Stein in for Todd, and this is the Todd Starn Show. 
Welcome back to the Liberty University studio and the Todd Starnes radio program. I'm Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. You can reach the program at 901-260-5926. But you better hurry because we've got some great guests coming up in the next half hour, our last half hour for the week. Republican presidential candidate Asa Hutchinson, the former administration official and former governor of Arkansas, will join us. That is in 10 minutes. And we'll close out the week by talking with Phil Sklar of the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. If you've ever said... Oh, if only I could have a bobblehead of my favorite presidential candidate. Well, we're going to take care of that for you today. We're going to relieve you of the burden of your disposable income and tell you how you can get that at bobbleheadhall.com. Now, that's something we should look into, the Todd Starnes bobblehead. That seems like just the thing to add to toddstarns.com. You already go there for all the news and information. You go there for the live show blog. You can purchase merchandise, including pre-ordering the forthcoming book, which is coming out just, oh gosh, two months? It's coming out in March, I think, Twilight's Last Gleaming. And while you're there, why not get something you can read now? So get yourself a copy of Our Daily Biscuit. So you've got those things on the website. But what about a Todd Starnes bobblehead? I don't know. I think uh, I think the folks at uh, Starnes Media Group better get to work on this because uh, that just sounds like gold to me. That just sounds like uh, you're going to be raking in the treasure from people who want their own bobblehead. So as Todd comes on the radio or on the Newsmax, you just kind of give it a little little slap there on the side and the head can just keep nodding. Oh, that's a great image. That's a great <laughs> Well, maybe Todd doesn't think so, but we'll find out. We'll see if he comes back on Monday. I trust he will. I'm scheduled to be with Todd on the Newsmax 2 uh, show, or as we call it, Hour 4 of the Fun Fest on Monday. And I am scheduled to be on Newsmax with Greta in the 5 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Eastern hour on Monday. They asked me to be on today, and I had to beg off because of the weather. And then the good folks at Newsmax said, hey, uh, you seem to be a glutton for punishment. How about you join us during the primetime coverage of the Iowa caucuses? So I uh, am privileged to uh, say I'll be joining the folks on Newsmax, not only during Todd's N2 program, but then with Greta, and then later the Iowa caucus coverage on Newsmax. And that is on Monday, the day of the Iowa presidential precinct caucuses. ToddStarns.com is the website that you need, and you know how to follow Todd on the socials. It's at Todd Starns, unless you're talking about Instagram, in which case it's at Todd Starns FNC. I'm Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. My home station is KXEL in Iowa. We're online at KXEL.com. I'm on right before Todd, 8 to 11 a.m. Central Time weekdays, and we stream the program, as you might imagine, and Alexis and all those, or Alexa. Alexis was uh, is somebody who works in the front office. Alexa is the thing you ask to play a radio station. And if you, uh, I, why even tell you how you can follow me on social media after this conversation? Who's going to do it? But you can follow me on social media, not Facebook, heaven knows not that, but Twitter and Getter and Truth Social 
and Instagram at Iowa Politics. I also host the Iowa Politics podcast, and I have a couple of other syndicated programs that are podcast. On uh, as, as our friend in, in Nevada, Wyatt Cox, says, you can find them wherever fine podcasts are served. Coming up in just five minutes, it's the former governor of Arkansas, Republican presidential candidate Asa Hutchinson. He was on the first debate stage. He has been aggressively campaigning in Iowa when the snow would allow. We'll see where his campaign stands three days before the caucuses, eight days before the New Hampshire primary. That's as the show continues. Jeff Stein in for Todd. Thanks for staying with us on the Todd Starn Show. University studio and the Todd Starn Show. I'm Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We welcome the former governor of the state of Arkansas, Republican presidential candidate Asa Hutchinson. Governor Hutchinson, thanks for joining the National Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in. How are you, sir? Uh, Jeff, I'm just doing terrific, and it's good to talk to you again. I'm traveling on the way to uh, Cedar Rapids, and uh, there's snow everywhere. <laughs> well, you were scheduled to join me in my studio in Waterloo today, but uh, I decided to do a remote broadcast because of the weather, and you're soldiering forth. I uh, respect that very much. Uh, what do you feel as you meet with people? How do you feel about the campaign, and, and what's the message you're driving home three days before the caucuses? Well, uh, first of all, I'm getting a very good response as I uh, meet with uh, Iowans, as I make my case to them. The number of our caucus goers grow. Our representatives in our caucuses are increasing. Uh, I obviously, I wish I had more time. Actually, <laughs> you know, this is a uh, coming down to the crunch time. We've uh, and we're increasing. But my, the case I make is simply: uh, no one has more experience than me, and no one has more forward-looking ideas for the future of our country and making things work again. Uh, and when you look at uh, the issues that I would bring to me, first of all, it's the border. Uh, it's the border, and I'm the only candidate running for president that's actually had the experience and been there uh, to protect the border. That was my responsibility during the Bush administration. And uh, if you look at the fentanyl crisis, uh, which people are concerned about, uh, I'm the only one that actually headed up the uh, Drug Enforcement Administration and had that responsibility. I've been a governor that balanced the budget, and, of course, the economy is uh, of great concern to Iowans. And uh, I actually created 100,000 jobs in Arkansas, shrunk the size of state government. And so that's the message I bring is experience, but it's new ideas uh, to solve the problems that we face. As you said, you have a tremendous resume, and I have great respect for what you have accomplished I don't know that one believes polls. We did talk with a noted pollster earlier. But if you believe the polls, you're not at the top of the race. What is it that is not getting through? Is it the fact that uh, there's uh, so much pro-Trump support that it's hard to get heard? Or why do you think at this point, as you come into Monday and still hope to do very well, why at this point uh, has this not taken off as you had perhaps hoped? Well, of course, the goal is to beat expectations, and so I don't have to win the Iowa caucus. Uh, I have to beat uh, projections, and people have counted me out of this race, 
And uh, despite that fact, uh, eight or nine candidates have dropped out, most recently Chris Christie, and uh, I'm still in and uh, making the case. Now, why am I not higher in the polls? I mean, part of it is I don't have mega donors uh, and, uh, you know, that have uh, funded the campaign. I'm not a self-funded billionaire. Uh, I have a very common background, uh, worked hard my life and been a public servant as well as being in the private sector and and so there's more limited resources but it's on me you know the job of the candidate is to get the message out and uh, that's why we're working hard on it and i've also uh you know we have a lot of trump support here in iowa and i supported him in 2016 and 2020 but i've been very clear i haven't uh, mixed my words uh, I answer questions, and I think he's the wrong direction for the future of our country. And so, you know, that might be one of the reasons that, uh, uh, you know, we haven't made greater inroads, but that message is critically important for Iowa and our country, and it is increasingly so as we uh, uh, go get closer to the caucus. You've been very generous with your time talking with me on my radio and television programs, and so I asked the question, uh, not to be a smart aleck, uh, but uh, just uh, out of respect, because you have been pushing this along, and as I said, I have great respect for your resume. Let's talk about the immigration issue, because again, you have served in a presidential administration when this was a top priority, and the administration had a very different attitude about it as opposed to our current administration. So what does President Asa Hutchinson do about the immigration issue, north and south? Well, first of all, you've got to get tough, and that's President Biden's problem. On day one of his administration, he sent the message that the border is open, and uh, you've got to reverse that uh, messaging uh, for Latin America and for those countries that uh, have people that want relief from uh, totalitarian governments uh, or people that want to come in and harm us. So you've got to increase the resources of the Border Patrol. And quite frankly, that's why uh, candidate Ramaswamy is wrong whenever he wants to decrease uh, federal employment by 75 percent. You decimate the Border Patrol. So you've got to put resources with the Border Patrol. You've got to support them. You've got to reform the asylum laws so you don't catch them and release them into our country. That would stop with me. Uh, And then you've got to go after the cartels. I did that successfully uh, whenever I was in the Bush administration. I worked with Mexico. We dismantled the leadership of the Tijuana cartel. We have to build that support with Mexico. I know how to do that. And so those are some of the changes we've made. Jeff, probably the biggest thing is I'd call the governors in uh, along the border, and I would say, we're going to stop fighting with each other. We're going to work together. It's ridiculous for the Biden administration to sue Governor Abbott, saying, you're water barriers. You didn't have authority to do that. Come on, let's work together. And that's how I would start and approach it. Asa Hutchinson, the former governor of the state of Arkansas, he is a Republican presidential candidate. He joins us on the Todd Starnes radio program. With regard to the insanity going on in Congress, that's my phrase, not yours, but the budget and the spending and everything, again, you have experience. How do you get things to become less dysfunctional. I'm setting a low bar. I'll just handle less dysfunctional, but what does uh, what does President Hutchinson do? Well, 
uh, first of all, and that's what frustrates uh, uh, Americans, is that in their community they see things working, uh, and they hold the governors accountable, as I have been a governor. But in Washington, they see it totally dysfunctional. And it starts with leadership. Uh, you've got to present your budget on time. Uh, presidents haven't been doing that. Uh, you've got to uh, work with Congress uh, to reduce the spending and control it. Uh, in fact, it's very important to note that the last time our federal budget was balanced was over 20 years ago, but I was in the United States Congress when it happened, and that was about year 2000, right before the uh, 9-11 attack. We started out with a $200 billion deficit. We worked together. We uh, cut expenses, and uh, we balanced the budget. We've got to get back to that. I have done it. On one of my first days in office, I will be uh, putting in a hiring freeze for non-defense workers. Uh, and so we're going to be able to control it. My goal is to reduce federal non-defense workforce by 200,000 workers. That way we can exempt the Border Patrol, but we can focus on the administrative state, reducing their power and influence, and that helps control the budget and move toward a balanced budget. ASA2024.com is the website. And, Governor, I appreciate the uh, voice that you've brought to this effort, and I know that you'll continue speaking. Uh, your experience as a U.S. attorney, member of Congress, member of an administration, chief executive of a state, uh, that's a lot of experience there that people can learn more about at your website, asa2024.com. Governor, safe travels along my state. We'll connect again down the road. Thanks, Jeff, and everybody can let us know on our website that they'll caucus for us, and uh, we're going to do well. Thanks so much, Jeff. Thank you, sir. And as I said, safe travels. Aza Hutchinson, the former governor of the state of Arkansas, Republican presidential candidate, and he joined us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. Bobblehead, anyone? We'll talk about it when we come back. Final segment on a very busy week with lots of news. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. Thanks for being along on the Todd Starn Show. Starn Show. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd today. Good of you to be along. Guests on the program appear via the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. And again, we're here at the Liberty University studio. It's been a privilege to fill in for Todd, as always, especially in such a busy news week. And I hope that he's able to rest up and be back with you as expected on Monday. Did I hear that uh, Phil Sklar is available? All right. Phil Sklar is someone I've had the pleasure of speaking with on my program in Iowa a number of times. He is the co-founder and CEO of the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum in Milwaukee, bobbleheadhall.com. Phil, Jeff Stein filling in for Todd. How are you, sir? Doing great, Jeff. How are you? I am well, and I tell you, you folks, you don't miss a trick. And so if you've ever wanted a presidential candidate bobblehead of your very own, this very morning you folks denounced that they're available. Tell us about this, please. Yes, this is the third time that we've released the presidential bobblehead series, with the first one coming in 2016 uh, and then 2020 and now 2024. So it's becoming a uh, tradition every election season for the presidential election to have those presidential candidate bobbleheads and we have six uh, candidates including 
included in this year's series, including one who just dropped out earlier this week. I see you can get a DeSantis, Haley, Ramaswamy, Christie, Trump, or Biden bobblehead. Based on past experience, were there any favorites? In other words, do Republicans buy these? Do Democrats buy these? Or uh, is there any way to track that from past history? Yeah, it's pretty split. You know, we see last time we saw Biden and Trump pretty even, uh, both popular, but uh, I guess pretty much along uh, election lines is pretty pretty close uh, election and pretty close uh, bobblehead sales. So maybe that bobblehead sales predict the election. And uh, some of the other candidates, you know, they haven't had a bobblehead before, so their bobbleheads are popular. This isn't the first for Ron DeSantis. We did one of him uh, as a governor, but this is the first for uh, Nikki Haley and for Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, We did one for Chris Christie about, I don't know, eight years ago when he was governor of New Jersey. And uh, they weren't selling, and then his approval rating was announced at 13%, so we had a sale for $13, and we basically sold out of them. <laughs> if you can pay the approval rating, you yourself can have a bobblehead. Uh, this is great fun, and you have done so much with this, but uh, for the national audience that has not heard the story, how in the world did the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum come to be? Yeah, so it just started for as a passion for collecting. I collected sports cards growing up in the 80s and uh, turned into bobbleheads in 2003 when the Rockford Riverhawks minor league baseball team in Rockford, Illinois, gave away a bobblehead for the first time. And the other co-founder, Brad, got one. And uh, we started to grow that collection and also in 2013 produced a bobblehead for the first time and put an idea to have a one-of-a-kind museum dedicated to bobbleheads with a company that produces and markets unique bobbleheads together. And that's how we uh, hatched the idea for the museum. And people can come and visit, right? Yeah, so we're open basically 360-ish days a year. We're closed today for a blizzard that shut down Milwaukee, but uh, every other day of the year, aside from select few holidays, we're open. You can bobble in and see over 10,000 unique bobbleheads from all different genres and periods, as well as history, uh, how they're made, the stories behind them, and really anything you might want to find out bobblehead-related, you can learn from us. As far as a snowstorm that shut everything down, I feel you, brother. I've got the same thing outside my window here in Iowa. Phil Sklar of the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. Bobbleheadhall.com is the website. He joins us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. I have one of your bobbleheads uh, that was uh, based on Abbott and Costello's Who's on First Routine. And it's just the craftsmanship. I mean, it's just a it's a, just a delightful thing to have. And so you don't just do individuals. You don't just do political figures. I mean, you come out with various series over time, and uh, it's a wide variety of options. It is, yeah. So a lot of people think uh, when they think bobbleheads, they think sports and they think baseball. But we, you know, really look at everything and and uh, are looking at all different things, both current and even past, like you mentioned, Abbott and Costello, that was the first bobblehead for them and, uh, you know, one of the most historic and well-known comedy routines. When we found out they didn't have a bobblehead, we jumped on that opportunity and and came up with a really cool bobblehead that you mentioned that a lot of people have enjoyed and is nearly sold out. So, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting to to create bobbleheads, especially when it's, uh, you know, the first. Phil Sklar of the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum joining us on the Todd Starn Show. Of all of the bobbleheads that people collect, and they often have a meaning, 
Uh, but you will even create one for someone. So, for example, if we wanted a Todd Starnes bobblehead, you'll produce that, right? We can, yeah. We do a lot of special orders for organizations, individuals, schools uh, that come to us and say, hey, we want to do one, we want to do 50, we want to do 5,000, and we can handle that uh, regardless of quantity, and we can do anything under the sun when it comes to design. We've done talking with Abbott and Costello and a lot of others. We've done bobbleheads that have wheels that spin. So it is uh, pretty unique when it comes to what we can do. Uh, We don't say no to much. So we could have produced a Todd Starnes bobblehead that would say Jeezaloo, right? I mean, you could could put that audio file in there and and it could be a talking Starnes saying Jeezaloo. We could, yeah, we can do that, and uh, there's still time. You know, we, uh, we're making bobbleheads year-round, and always have fun with projects like that. I think Grace and Dylan now have their ne- next assignment, is to check into this. But, again, if you wanted to uh, get it for uh, an individual or a small order, a large order, this is what you people have wound up doing. Uh, did you ever think that this was going to be your life's work? Uh, you know, I had some entrepreneurial itches and have uh, some entrepreneurs in my family going back to my both grandparents. So, you know, I knew I might jump off the, the ladder, corporate ladder, which I did, uh, you know, now about 10 years ago. And uh, But I didn't expect it to be bobbleheads, and I didn't expect uh, this type of journey. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of work, but definitely rewarding. And uh, every day is, is a new adventure, and, you know, we're, we're having fun and, and making people uh, happy and give them a smile uh, with every bobblehead that we uh, get out there. Boy, you can't do better than that. As announced today, the 2024 Presidential Candidate Bobblehead Series from the folks at the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. They are online at bobbleheadhall.com. Phil Sklars, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us on the national show and keep up the excellent work. These are just great uh, products, and I appreciate you uh, continuing to come up with innovative ideas. It was great talking to you. Thanks for having me. Phil Sklar, National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. Bobbleheadhall.com is the website. All right, well, that's going to put a wrap on it for this week on the Todd Starn Show. Jeff Stein, privileged to have sat in. Well, we hope we get Todd back behind the mic in the mighty 990 in Memphis on uh, Monday. And, of course, then back with N2. And hopefully I can join Todd on that as it's Iowa Caucus Day. I'll see you on Newsmax at various times. N2 with Todd. Greta's program at 6 o'clock Eastern. And then the primetime uh, coverage as well. In the meantime, if you're in one of the parts of the country, I know the folks in Memphis had a tornado watch and other folks have had some severe weather. Uh, just take it very easy. Be very careful. Don't forget to uh, worship this weekend in whatever way you find most appropriate. Thanks so much for being along. Jeff Stein filling in for Todd on the Todd Starring Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.